In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manazza, here as we keep you with practical tools to live your faith in our modern world of today. Often we think of life coaching to do with sports and trying to improve your life and self-development. But we're focusing in this week on Catholic life coaching. And I brought in here Monica Elias, Catholic life coach. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Toolbox. Great to have you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Excellent. And I, I mean, when when um, uh, when we first reconnected here, uh, believe uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I saw a Catholic life coach. I'm like, this is this is so great. I mean, we need more of it. We need more people that are actively out there taking action with their faith, and um, and having someone that's out there taking action, helping others to take action with their faith rather than just learning their faith. I mean, it's it's very much uh, great and, and part of, you know, coming up with Catholic tools to live our faith and take action because that's the hardest thing, really. So, uh, Monica, introduce those who don't know you and don't know your background and how you got into Catholic life coaching and what you do. Let's hear a bit about Uh, you to start with that's a lot and all in one so um (laughs) well firstly just um so a little bit about me um so my name is Monica I've been married to Paul for seven years um and we have two boys and a girl and they're aged between six and almost two um and we moved to the country to Albury uh or actually we're in a little town out just outside of Albury so even more in the middle of nowhere um and we moved about four years ago and um we both grew up in sydney so moving to the country has been a big change for us but um it's been yeah really good and we have like alpacas and chickens which i never thought that um that would be my life but it's great um yeah and i started doing um catholic life coaching about a year and a half ago um and the way I got into it was there was someone uh, whose podcast I've been listening to for a number of years and she became a life coach and started talking about it. Um, she was Catholic and she started a uh, a life coaching membership for Catholic mums. And so I joined that when my third child was two months old. And very quickly, like once I grasped the core kind of idea behind it, everything they taught which was that your thoughts create your results 
my yeah. mind was just completely blown and I was like the implications of this are huge <laughs> yeah. and um just started applying it to every area of my life and um from from regaining strength to losing weight to being more patient with my children um just all of the things and um very quickly decided I have to teach this to other people like this is mind-blowing and amazing and everybody needs to know about this um but I was sort of when I initially had the idea I was a little bit stuck on like oh but like how do I do it and like starting a business I don't know anything about that and like I'd have to be online and do like podcasts and videos and things like that which is really like I'm very introverted <laughs> and um that was just never never on my plan so um, but around the same time, I um, read a book by Jen Fulweiler, uh, Your Blue Flame, which is all about discovering that thing that when you do it, it doesn't feel like work to you. It makes you come alive. And it's the way that you like serve the world. Um, and but also it fills you up. Um, and yeah, it just came at like the perfect time. And I was like, well, this is what coaching is for me, it brings together. So my background is in teaching um, and theology and mathematics. Um, those were my first yep. degrees. And it brought all of those things together because for me, even though mathematics sounds very different, it's problem solving, which is what life coaching is basically. You're problem solving for life. <laughs> um, and like all those habits that that you're struggling to change and things. Um, so So yeah, it was just sort of this, aha moment where it all kind of came together and I was like this is going to be terrifying I have no idea what I'm doing but I'm just diving in which that in itself is a testament to the power of coaching <laughs> um helping you to take action and do the thing that you're scared to do um and um yeah and then I found pretty soon after that I found Metanoid Catholic coach training and I did their training and it was incredible um and yeah, I feel like there was another part to your question, but, uh, but I mean, let's get to this uh, so far, what you've said. I mean, it seems as if you started to live at first and see the results in your life that built up the conviction for you to then uh, look outwards and overflow outwards and say, hey, I can teach this to other people. Is that the case? Yeah, 100%. And, and I think having now looked at many different coaches and list, like I'm in the coaching world now. So I'm just listening to lots of different people. And that's, I think everybody um, who gets into it has that experience. They're like, Oh, I didn't know my life could be so different. Um, I didn't know my experience of, of just my every day could be so different. Um, I didn't know it was possible to change that habit or, or achieve this thing. Um, and and when you when you realize that and you see it tangibly in your own life, it's yeah, it's just so exciting. And you're like, everybody needs to know. <laughs> well, it's great to see uh, you practicing what you're preaching. I mean, that's that's the prerequisite uh, for anybody uh, who's going to go out there and help other people. I mean, that's that's absolutely tremendous. Uh, it's great to hear that. And um, let's now get into what is Catholic coaching? What is Catholic life coaching? And with a particular focus on what makes it different from general life coaching and what makes it Catholic, um, I'm really excited to hear it. 
Mm, okay, so um, I've got a few different angles that I'll come from. So Metanoia Catholic came out with this definition recently, and I just thought it was really great, so I'm going to use it. Um, a Catholic life coach is a disruptor of mediocrity. A disruptor of mediocrity. Um, and um, the way where specifically where um, mindset coaches, and so what we don't realize is that when we ask ourselves mediocre questions, then we get mediocre answers, we think mediocre thoughts, and we get mediocre results. And so what a Catholic life coach or a Catholic mindset coach does is they ask you better questions, they help you learn the art of asking yourself better questions so you get better answers and use or, or more powerful answers. You start to think more powerful result, uh, more powerful thoughts, and then the results in your life become more powerful. Um, and really it's the more that we um, can align our minds with truth then the more that we're able to receive grace to hear God's voice um and the more that we're able to grow in virtue um and it's and that's exactly why like forget the whole the whole quote but it's like Saint Paul says whatever is good whatever is noble whatever is lovely whatever is trustworthy like think on these things that's why like there's all so much in scripture about what you choose to think about um and it's because that's the root of of everything everything that we end up up doing in our lives. Um, and so, a a Catholic life coach will show you what you're thinking. They'll help you to think about your thinking, and to to engage your um, your intellect. To because so, so the will is a blind faculty. The will only the will wants to choose the good, but it only knows what is good based on what the intellect tells it. And so we're looking at what the intellect is telling the will and we're questioning it and holding it up to the light of truth and saying, well, this is where that thought leads. Is it actually good? Is it actually true? And then starting to believe new things so that we can choose choose what is ultimately in our for like for our greatest good. Um, and that is that's probably the biggest difference between, Catholic coaching and secular coaching. Um, so in the secular world, obviously, they don't have the same conception of um, universal truth, objective truth, um, or this idea that we are made for beatitude, we're made for heaven. That's ultimately our goal and the goal of everyone's life. Uh, but a Catholic coach is going to always be looking at whatever human goal you bring to the table, they're also always going to be holding everything up to the light of your greatest good um, and questioning things in light of that. Um, and another key difference is that in, in the secular world, it's very, it's a lot more self-referencing. It's really that you are the agent of change, whereas we know that it's always God is the agent of change. Like we, we can ask questions, we can learn tools, we can we can choose to go to the sacraments to go to um all different kinds of helps like spiritual director counselor coach um but it's still ultimately god's grace that's going to change us and then we we cooperate 
but it's really yeah got like the holy spirit is the one in charge of the whole operation yeah i mean you see really see the difference between a secular even though it could be for very much the same issues i'm sure you deal with the same issues as other secular life coaches but we as catholics approach it from yeah the human virtues but then we then we see in in a supernatural light that these things aren't just myriad of coincidences where we're just taking action and getting a result, but there's grace there from God working. We have, I mean, that's just what's profound that we we have that supernatural dimension that we need to try and possibly get out there to people who don't have that supernatural outlook. And uh, and and l- l- let's go in a little bit and speak about um, how. Uh, um, how you help people as a life coach um, on, a, on a practical level? How, how do you help people uh, on a practical level um, when they come to you or they, and, and how do people find out and reach out to you to start with? Um, like what does the process look like? Yeah. Typically what they'll do, like they might hear about me on a podcast or um on social media or something and they'll book a discovery call I do a call we um, spend an hour doing an intake of their whole life um, we'll yeah, look at a few different areas I'm asking questions looking at where they are where they want to be and picking out patterns in what I'm hearing um, and try and show them this is this is what I'm seeing about why you are stuck where you're stuck because a lot of the time we're trying to solve the wrong problem. We think the problem is some circumstance out there or, um, or it's um, our actions, our behaviors. They're not, they're not the right actions to take, but if we don't deal with the thoughts and the emotions that come with them, because that's a really important part of it. Everything that we do, emotions are crucial because they are like, just as the body and soul are like, two sides of the same coin of the human being like there's a comprehensive unity there our immaterial thoughts become like we experience those physically in our body and then they move us into action um and so where is it going with that um yeah the 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 thoughts that they're thinking like i'll um be showing them like this is it's going to be something to do with the way that you're thinking about it. That's the real problem. Like that's the root of the problem. It's not all these other things that you've been trying to solve for. We've got to solve for this. It really um, goes to show how much mindset is everything. Mindset is yeah. really, really it's, everything. Yeah. Let me, let me, this is, this blew my mind the first time I heard it. So we're made in God's image. And he, he creates and he has endowed us with the ability to co-create with him in the sense that the words of our thoughts, like for, for God, like the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, but like the words of our thoughts are made flesh in our actions because it like moves through that. It goes from a thought to an emotion, which fuels our actions, which creates the results in our life. And so whatever the thought is, um, what's um a good example um so if i have the thought just go with one that's coming up been coming a lot for me recently i can't cope 
if I have the thought I can't cope yeah. and then I feel overwhelmed and then I have all like all that go into this negative spiral and freak out and panic um I create the result for myself that I'm not coping like the thought yeah. is always reflected in the result and that just once you like see that it's just you start seeing it everywhere and it's so it's so fascinating um is it sort of like a fake it to you make it mindset uh oh what are we is it a fake it to you make it no if the thoughts it's not it's it's to do it's not like um no yeah if it has to be it has to feel true it has to be believable to your to your brain like we're not we're not taking like um so for example, that I can't cope, I wouldn't, if, if I didn't believe that I really, like, I, I couldn't just be like, I can cope, I can yeah. cope, like repeating a mantra that I yeah. didn't believe. Um, I would have to, I would maybe, like, I'd have to find something that was believable to me. Um, like maybe just noticing, oh, I notice I'm feeling overwhelmed. Overwhelm is an emotion. It's neutral. Like emotions are neutral. It's 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 just an emotion like I can handle feeling overwhelmed and just kind of stepping out of the out of the emotion a little bit and um not being as in it like that might be enough just to go oh and then you just kind of calm calm way down as opposed to like telling myself oh yeah I'm fine I've got this when it really when I'm not ready to go there yet um so it's but then you also part the it's it's um like I help my clients find things that they can believe to be true right now that will help them immediately. But then also there are always going to be beliefs that we're kind of working towards. We're building, building our way up to it, like ladder thoughts and um, asking, it's asking those better questions being like, well, how could this be true? Could it be true? Like, Lord, what do you have to say about this? What is, is there any evidence for this to be true? Um, and and just sending your brain on a mission and you do that over and over and over again and that's how you grow a new belief that's a really important that's, part of mate, mate, that's 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 profound that's that's really profound so so we're getting into the you're getting into the habit of questioning yourself so so you guide people in really looking at their thoughts in a unique way to then question their self in that sort of method which will then yield a, result, a practical result in how you then act. <laughs> so it's really getting in from there. Whereas yeah, it's not. It's not is, just like. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's not. I was just gonna say it's not like it's not just like all this um, cognition where you're just like overthinking forever. It it really you do want it to lead to action. Like where at, at, in its most basic basic coaching is inspiring someone into action. And when you learn the tools like you can learn to inspire yourself into action as opposed to trying to beat yourself up into action or guilt yourself into action which is what we often do we're like I should run more I should eat better I should lose some weight I should pray the rosary more or whatever it is um and try and like tell ourselves like oh I'm just like not good enough and all that kind of thing and then it doesn't work. Um, so it's learning to to inspire yourself into action, to, to say, well, what's compelling about this? Why would I want to commit? Why is it worthwhile doing, even if it's hard? All of that kind of thing, as opposed to just feeling guilty and ashamed for not being there already. I mean, that's, that, that's just mind-blowing. I think this is, 
the struggle of so many faithful, so many faithful, whether it comes to their prayer life and living an ordered plan of prayer on a day-to-day level and dealing with their children, dealing with their spouse and dealing with their colleagues and trying to witness, overcome temptation. There's just a myriad of, of, of things that need to be addressed and we need to look at it in the correct way to actually make progress there. But as a Catholic life coach, can people come to you for, uh, let's say, um, eating habits or other issues which are uh, of a supernatural dimension, but uh, of a natural dimension, but maybe you give them that supernatural outlook, uh, if, if I'm correct? Mm, 100%. I'm glad you asked that question. So this um, brings me to, I'll just talk a little bit about the difference between like counselling and therapy spiritual direction and coaching because I think it's just helpful to have those distinctions so I'll start with yeah um so therapy is generally like we're speaking very broadly but there's either some kind of trauma or something from the past like it's it's much more past focused that you're trying to heal from um or maybe if it's um there, there might be some issue that's preventing you from um like functioning normally in your day-to-day life um and that where there an actual like diagnosis is needed like we do not diagnose we're not <laughs> trained in that way at all um so so yeah whereas coaching is much more future focused so maybe if somebody um so I'll just use myself as an example so I've gone through postnatal anxiety and there was diff- like I went to a psychologist and had medication for a while um and there was there was the time and a place for that but then coaching it's really helped me to like maybe now if I notice that I'm starting to feel anxious I have the tools to go oh I'm feeling anxious what do I want to like what what do I want to think about that how do I want to choose to 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 deal with that moving forward like and it's very just looking to the future um and I don't know if I explained that super well but um yeah anyway so there's they're both necessary um but uh yes where was I going to say next okay um spiritual direction um is very specific to a person's relationship with God um and often there's like a certain obedience like you're sort of often can be expected to obey your spiritual director like especially like I know um Saint Faustina talked about that a lot like definitely she had to like like Jesus was like whatever your spiritual director says you must do that you don't have to obey your coach um but they are also just a lot more concerned with spiritual formation but coaching is in the realm of human formation so even though so a catholic coach um will they're going to be helping you with that human formation with human goals and I like to think of goals as like glimpses of heaven so we know that our ultimate goal is heaven we're made for beatitude but that's kind of intangible (laughs) and we are tangible beings like God made us to be material and so goals the way that I see it are just um those human tangible things whatever they are whether it's to to feel better in a certain situation or to change a certain habit or to just to create something new to lose the weight to whatever um those those are like 
kind of signposts along the way to heaven that they just kind of keep reorienting you towards that and then it's really it's never about the goal the growth is always the goal like the growth that happens along the way you have to yeah. become the person who can achieve this thing before you can achieve the thing um you have to there's just so much growth in virtue that happens along the way um so yeah and they'll we also um especially with metanoia catholic they talk a lot about the temperaments um uncovering your unique call to sanctity and just really understanding yourself and make that sincere gift of self um because you know you know your strengths you also know your weaknesses but thinking about like well how can i actually use leverage my strengths to work on my weaknesses um and um and yeah and then to think about, about well how then is god asking me to contribute to the world as this person that he has made me to be yep i mean it, it's very very interesting because coaching fits in perfectly in between obviously seeing a relevant professional and uh by the way just a big disclaimer this episode does not count as any professional advice Please do seek the relevant professional advice. So it does not count as professional advice. Um, but life Amen. coaching sort of fits in on the human level, as you're saying, um, where there's the spiritual, a spiritual director gives spiritual direction in the spiritual realm but and might give uh, instruction for things to be achieved. But then you can't actually implement them without that human assistance. Like praying the rosary might be a struggle for people who, who are struggling to sit down and actually focus on the rosary or they can't do it or they're lazy but then it needs to come from a human obviously we rely on the grace of god but you have to take action cooperate with that grace as a human so you need that human formation so there's spiritual psychological human formation that's there um the psychological or other professional is is from a relevant professional spiritual director obviously addresses the spiritual and then you come in as a tool to sort of implement uh, what a spiritual director might be saying, and let's say in conjunction with the professional and the spiritual director. So that that's where you sort of fit in to help them finally take action with that area because it, it, it takes a, a, a team to help you develop. It's a team, really. Mm. Yeah. So I see you were featured on... Uh, the Catholic uh, wedding podcast, and you you did a great episode there uh, about uh, handling wedding disappointments, and <laughs> that's that's uh, I mean going through these couple of years of many married people, uh, we just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, your interview there uh, about Catholic disappointments at weddings, because <laughs> it seems mm, to be a common so, thing with, uh, people today. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, so it was, I was, I talked about, like, disappointment as you prepare for the wedding, because you know, there's, you're planning, you like, get, you hope that it's going to look this way, but then you don't get that venue, and people are being frustrating, your future in-laws, yeah. all of that sort of thing, um, so, yeah, I talked, I talked a lot about um, the, the emotion of disappointment, and, um, how to uh we have this um tool called processing emotions um that we talk a lot about as coaches where you 
really sort of enter into the emotion and really feel it physically and just allow yourself to be in it rather than distract yourself with Netflix or food or social media as we often do um, and just really feel it and then and name it and then I'll, like invite Jesus into it and encounter him there and say well Lord when did you experience disappointment and um, if there's an image associated with that emotion to like invite our Lord into the image um, and it's just this like really powerful imaginative sort of prayer um and he always speaks in a powerful way um and uh one other um story that I shared there was um in this book by Brene Brown she talks about this man who um he spent his whole life thinking well if I don't um get my hopes up then I can never be disappointed. So um, that's that's my plan for life. And then his um, his wife was killed in a car accident and he was like, well, needless to say, being prepared for the worst didn't prepare me at all. And he's had learnt since to um, appreciate the moments as they, as they come. Um, but he's like, but I just wish that, my wife was here now that I know how to do that now that I know how to really enter into the joy of each moment but then his wife is gone and just like yeah really just really moving and we do that we do that with with many things we we think well I don't want to avoid that I don't want to feel that negative emotion whether it's disappointment or something else but then we just end up being disappointed ahead of time we like live disappointed instead of just living and then being disappointed occasionally, um, which, yeah, I think is really interesting. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely profound. And um, I want to now speak into sort of the, the methods which you coach people in. Um, I hear you run certain workshops or one-on-one sessions. Take us through what, how do you offer services? Um, how can people sort of access the assistance that you can provide them? So I do, um, so the discovery call is free. So anybody can do a, a free one, you get a one hour call and I will just, will do an intake of your life as I talked about earlier. Um, and I'm not honestly not attached to whether you sign up or not, but then the package that I offer is three months and then people can renew if they choose to. Um, so I see people every week for 12 weeks and um, we normally have this some kind of specific goal that they're working on but along the way like life happens as well so we kind of hold up the goal but then it's also like sometimes they come to a call and they're like oh this thing happened this week and they're just like really struggling with how to how to think about it and just feel really stuck and so we like it's all you're taken care of either way. We just deal with deal with it as it comes. Um, but it's like, yeah, well, how can I, how can we keep taking action even when life happens? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you do run workshops for people, for groups uh, or for couples as uh, well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done, um, I mean, I'm happy to, 
still new to this, but like I'm happy to do workshops for for any like businesses. Maybe they want their employees to have a workshop, maybe uh, a parish, um, whatever whatever the case may be. And um, I've done a few different free online ones, and I highly recommend the um, what was it called again? The Irresistible Goal Workshop. I did a three yep. day. That was like the most intensive one that I've done, and that's free. Um, and people like just people are still coming up to me and being like I've taken action on this thing that I've been putting off forever um because of your that workshop so it's really good I mean that's probably the most satisfying part of it I mean hearing people taking action I mean at the end of the day you can learn our faith immerse ourselves in the faith but the word needs to become flesh in our lives we have to take action we have to live our faith uh, not by our own grace, but by the grace of God. But we do have to cooperate. We have to do something. There is that human element because we are not robots programmed by God's grace. Uh, we we respond freely to God's grace. So it, it's just, that must be some of the most satisfying, the most satisfying element of doing what you do is hearing the great progress stories of people and the difference that you make in their lives. Mm, and it's and I never just think of it as just their life like that what they're doing is impacting all the people around them and they're becoming an example of what's possible to other people as well and that's just it's what are some ways that coaching has helped you personally so um a big one is so I love reading and I found especially with spiritual reading books I would be reading them but then I'd be like yeah this is so great and I'm going to make all these changes but then it wouldn't exactly translate and then get to the next book and then the same thing would happen um or like I would be reading Father Jacques Philippe and he would talk about like praying or you should pray all the time and like you should accept all the circumstances and then you'll have interior freedom and all of this stuff and I was like but how exactly tell me how to do that that's why um, we need the tool we need practical tools <laughs> that's why and that's yeah, sort of so... in my journey as well what frustrated me was listening to homilies listening to talks going to workshops and it's all about you know good concepts but how how yep. i mean i think that's so, that's what we need yeah. that's what our generation needs mm. So it's really what coaching did, I found, is it gave me the tools to be able to slow down my thinking and be, so for example, be like, but how do you like pray to God during the day? I just don't think of it. But having now, it was because I was just so unaware of where my brain was all day long. Just thoughts were just coming, like we have 60,000 thoughts a day. And if you're not managing your mind and being in the habit of watching your thoughts, like observing them, observing what your brain is doing, then it all just feels like it happens or like you feel like circumstances happen and an emotion happens straight away instead of, oh, there's actually a thought in between. Um, and so you feel very like buffeted around and not in control. Um, but actually all our thoughts are optional, which means our emotions are optional as well. Like we, that's within our locus of control. We get to decide. Um so it helped me to, yeah, just really slow my thinking down, especially when I was starting to go into the worry cycle and um, to just to be more present to the present moment, to 
to hear God's voice throughout the day, um, to like it gave me tools to to know how to actually surrender things, to accept any circumstance. Um, and then going back to the reading, um, to take action on all different things. So like um, reading digital minimalism and how to break up with your phone and then being able to actually implement them and take action and really drastically cut the time that I was spending on my phone. Um, that's been just that just if you do that one thing, like think about how much time you get back in your exactly. life. Um, and I, um, I lost about 12 kilos after my last baby. Um, and that was just by, just with my thinking, basically, like there was obviously still some of the, the food was involved, but um, it, it wasn't like I followed a specific diet or anything like that. Um, it's, uh, what else is on my list here? Um, another big one is I have struggled my whole life with a phobia of vomit and but now I see that a lot more as like it's a past struggle like I'm sort of I like I couldn't even a couple of years ago I was like I will have this fear for my entire life this will never go away I will always just leave my husband to take care of all the sick kids I will not be able to handle listening to the sound of people throwing up like none of that um and I just couldn't even contemplate the idea that you could actually deal with it and that I would ever be able to do that. But coaching helped me to like take the action to find a book and a podcast to listen to, a book to order, to read through, to like take steps to start like doing, it was through like exposure therapy. So I would listen to like hundreds of hours of YouTube videos of like watching people throwing up <laughs> and learning to not, that learning that I won't die if, if I mean, it's interesting happens. When you say exposure so, therapy. I mean, exposure therapy. Well, yeah, it was. So the coaching. So to be clear, the therapy. The, so the book was written by a um, psychologist to help people overcome this phobia. Because a lot of it, it's like maybe you meet with a psychologist like once a week, but you do have to do exposures at home by yeah. yourself anyway. Um, and so this book, like he wrote this book to help you like walk through the process because it's not, not very many people are actually familiar with it. Like not many psychologists, like I went to a psychologist and told her about it. She's like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I was like, great. <laughs> thanks. Um, so, so it was, so it was sort of what I was doing was um, based on expert advice of how you like walk through the process. But what the coaching helped me with was to even get started to take the action, to explore it, to consider doing it. Um, because I, and when I, and when I would get stuck, I'd be like, it's just so disgusting. I don't want to watch any more videos. I'm, I'm over it. But I could coach myself through those thoughts and be like, no, this is, this is how, this is the way to get through to the other side. This is how I'm going to not let this rule my life. It wasn't ruling my life, but it definitely was, was hindering things. So, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting example of how the two can kind of work together. So, what's it what's it like to work with a coach? What's what's what is some analogy? What's the experience like? So, a few things come to mind. It's like having the best accountability buddy ever. So, you know, maybe 
don't know if you've had this experience, but sometimes you'll like ask a friend to be your accountability buddy, or maybe there's like a a WhatsApp group chat and you're like all holding each other accountable to something. But I think when it's like with friends or family, people tend to like, you'll be like, I, um, let's say it's, you're holding each other accountable to not eat chocolate every day or something. And you're like, I ate the chocolate. Then probably other people are going to be like, oh, that's okay. You can do it. Just try again tomorrow. It's, it's, and I'm not saying they're doing, doing it wrong or doing the bad thing, but what a coach will do is be like, oh, why'd you eat the chocolate? That's interesting. Uh, this is what okay. you said you were going to do. This is what you said you were going to do. But then this is what you did do. Let's explore that. And they'll really like challenge you in the best way possible. Um, and another way of thinking about it is um, a coach is someone that you pay to tell you you're wrong. Because if you come, if you're right about everything in your life, then there's no solutions. Yeah. Like you can't solve any of the problems. You're just stuck where you are. Like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're yeah. right. Everything's horrible. <laughs> um, but when, but being wrong is the best news ever. So, um, yeah, a coach will, will look at the story that you come to them with and point out, oh, okay, that's interesting. These are what the facts are. And this is the story that you're telling about it. Is this story serving you? What else could be true? Yes. Um, yes. And I had that experience um, recently uh, when, just before I did my workshop, um, the Irresistible Goal one, I booked a coaching call in advance because like, I know I'm going to have some mind drama before this big workshop. And um, I came and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why did I organize this? This is the worst idea. It's going to be terrible. Who am I to run something like this? All these things. And um, it's just so powerful to have somebody outside of your brain because you can learn tools to coach yourself. But it's just so powerful to have somebody else outside who can just watch you and watch your thoughts from an even more distant perspective and just they just give you so much more perspective and can challenge you so much more um and yeah it was great 20 minutes we like talked through a whole bunch of things and I felt like so fired up powerful ready to go by the end um and realistically so... able to implement these things because it's not about getting just getting as you would uh, you would agree just about firing up people because often people do get fired up or emotional but then when that hard obstacle of eating that chocolate eating well comes push comes to shove it can be harder i think yeah mm. i mean the, the now, this coaching is does this is really interesting you. so the emotion this is so interesting the emotion um so our emotions are the fuel for our actions yeah so when we, when we do get all get all fired up or, or motivated, so if, let's let's take motivation. People think that motivation just happens to them. Something yeah. happens, you start a new year, you're all motivated, but then it just disappears. It goes away. It's out of your control. But motivation is an emotion, which means that you can choose to think thoughts that will lead you to feel motivated. And so the only the only thing that's different when you don't feel motivated anymore is that you've chosen different thoughts. Maybe not super consciously but yeah. you're just not thinking about the same thing. So let's say the push comes to shove, the chocolate's right there. 
you're not thinking anymore about your great resolution and why it's so important and compelling and all the virtues you're going to grow in. You're just like, there's chocolate. It looks so good. That looks delicious. I really want it. And then that creates the emotion of desire. And so the, what you, this is what a coach helps you with. The coach helps you to understand what were the thoughts that led me to eat the chocolate? What can we think next time that will help you to feel motivated or committed, determined, resolved? Like what emotion will fuel you to take the action that you actually want to take? So the emotions, yeah, emotions are are huge. They're, um, they play such a big role. They're, they're the thing that actually move us into action yeah, one way or the other. really in the moment, that chocolate scenario, <laughs> I mean, the goals and the thought of achieving the goal isn't a sufficient emotion to counteract the the pull towards eating it, right? So that's where that training... But it is, but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it is, it is sufficient. It's just that we're not thinking of it normally. Okay, so all right. So it's if the, you were thinking... It's rewiring it's, the way it's, we think about it's it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it's just bringing it to mind. So um, if, um, let's say, let's say someone's, um, their daughter, how do I put this? So there, let's say there's a guy, he's like, I want to be fit and healthy so that I live to see my daughter's wedding. Like that's pretty compelling. So it comes to the moment where, he has to go and do the exercise that he wants to do, but it's like cold. Like if he focuses on the fact that it's cold and he has to get out of bed and it's going to be so hard, like that's the going to create a, an emotion of being discouraged and not wanting to do it and unmotivated versus if he chose to think about well, what are all the reasons why this is compelling? Why do I want to do this? What virtues am I going to grow in? How is this helping me get to heaven? How can I offer this up for other people? Like then you will really feel compelled. Like it's learning to feel motivated and compelled on purpose um, and not let the discomfort, the other discomforts um, kind of take the front seat. It's yes. like letting the goal take the front seat. I mean that that that's profound, and that takes work with a with a coach, and uh, and it's it's absolutely tremendous. I mean this sort of work, and really, you're really at the forefront of uh, the art of practical Catholicism, as I like uh, to call it, which is taking action, finding practical strategies to to execute the faith, and not just speak mm. about it, but. Um, is there, uh, is there anything else you want to elaborate more before we go into our three practical tools to take action in this area? Um, I think the last one that I wanted to mention was a coach is also like your biggest cheerleader. So we often have trouble noticing our progress or we downplay our progress. We don't want to look for the successes um and we just get hyper fixated on like well I'm not at the goal yet so it's like not good enough <laughs> and we focus on all the failures and how how we're not we're not making as much progress as we want to and all that kind of thing so um at the start of every call I ask my clients like what are the wins you've had this week and get them to really and I get them to think about it beforehand like and every day as well they're, they're just practicing that habit of looking for how have I grown? Even if it's just having new awareness of thoughts that are holding them back or noticing, maybe we coached on a thought last week and they've noticed the thought 
come yeah. up during this week. Like the uh, awareness is the first step. So that is that is still progress and it's still huge. Um, and so getting them getting them to notice that or if they um, yeah took took the action they wanted to take or or whatever it is and um, uh, and I'll remind them like remember like a few weeks ago or a few months ago like this is what you would have done in this situation yep like look at where you've come look at how yep. far you've come and they're always like oh yeah <laughs> because we just don't we don't see it so it's um it's that it's a, a really like awesome balance of accountability and brutal honesty but but the brutal honesty also goes to like but hey you're also like doing amazing and this is where you're going look at how incredible you are because because the more that you can believe that you're incredible and have done incredible things, the more likely you are to be able to do more incredible things in the future. Excellent. And let's now go into our three practical tools. I know there's so many tools you've already covered, but uh, just three practical tools for us to, to take action in this area. There are probably many people here who can really use uh, as part of their strategy um, to take action like a Catholic life coach or in certain areas, or there may be elements uh, that they can take from this episode uh, to take action, whether they want to use a Catholic life coach or not. But um, I mean, it, it's quite compelling. I mean, to use it, the, the amount of progress uh, that you can attain through it, but let's go into the three practical tools to take action here on the Catholic toolbox. Okay. So um, I thought I was like, how, like, what, what can I, get your listeners to do that will be really helpful so this is what what I think will be helpful so you want to you're going to sit down at some point with later on with the podcast again and um, you're going to answer all of these questions <clears throat> so first you're going to think of some goal that you have that or some result that you don't you don't have yet just somewhere where you feel stuck and you're going to ask yourself what's between you and whatever that goal is <clears throat> like what do you think is stopping you from getting there why aren't you there yet and um and then you're going to and most of those are going to be thoughts there'll be a few facts in there and facts are just what we would say are like objective reality they're boring um any third party observer like you you everybody would agree um on what they are they're probably numbers or some things that people said or or, or did factually speaking um, but most of them will just just be thoughts which means that they're just your interpretation um, and so you're going to choose one thought and then you're going to ask yourself how do I feel when I think that thought and then you're going to ask yourself when I feel that emotion what do I do or what do I not do what action do I take um, how do I show up in the world to the people around me how do I speak to myself how do I, do I pray? Do I not pray? Um, am I, what virtues or vices show up when I'm feeling that emotion? Like, or where does, um, what does that emotion incline me to do? Because our emotions are morally neutral. It's what we do with them that, that gives them a moral flavor. Um, that's in the catechism. There's a really great, this is another good thing to do. Read the catechism on the emotions. <laughs> I highly recommend that. Um, it's just a short section. And then you're going, so you're going to look at all of that. Um, 
this is the thought, this is how I feel, this is what I do when I think that thought. And then you're going to look at like, where does it lead? Does it lead me towards God? And just really try and see how the thought is the thing that's yeah. really the problem, not the whatever it is that you think the problem is. It's going to be that sentence in your mind. <clears throat> and then you're going to ask yourself, um, well, first, okay, first I'll talk about the second kind of tool to understand things. It's the motivational triad. So we are motivated to, um, our brains want to avoid pain, seek pleasure and minimize effort. And so um, most of our automatic thoughts are going to be trying to get us to do one of those three things. Um, and these are often the things that keep us stuck because if we're stuck and we just sit on the couch and do nothing, that's keeping us very safe and comfortable in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and so the question then is, well, looking at where that thought leads, looking at the trajectory of that thought that we've looked at, is that thought useful? Is it leading me where I want to go? How is that thought, my brain trying to protect me from what it perceives to be painful or unpleasant or a lot of effort? And just to kind of be kind of accepting of like where you're at, be like, oh, I have a human brain. This makes perfect sense. This is what this is what we do. And not to like judge and shame yourself for it, but to be like, okay, this makes sense, but now it's optional. I don't have to yeah. keep choosing this thought. Um, and then just some questions to think about what you might want to think instead. I really like asking the question, is God asking this goal of me? Because if we can get really clear on like, this is what God wants me to do, then you're going to be fueled by clarity and conviction. Really powerful. Why is this goal worthwhile? No matter the discomfort that's involved, then you're going to be committed and compelled. And what can I be certain of about God and about the help he gives me, like how he made me, about his grace, the sacraments? Like then you're going to feel confident and like knowing I have the power of impossible things, like the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that spirit is in me. So like the power of being raised from the dead, I have that. So why do we ever think we can't do anything? Um, and then you want to grow the amount of time that you're focusing on all of that as opposed to all those thoughts that you wrote down at the beginning. Yep. You want to grow the time that you're focusing on these new beliefs about, and this I call this the goal belief triad, belief in yourself, belief in the goal and belief in the process. Um, and yes, I will leave it there. <laughs> and how can people get in touch with you? What are the means for people to get in contact with you and book uh, sort of the discovery uh, phone call as uh, as you laid it out? So people can go to, at the moment, I'm using Linktree. So you can go to, uh, how do you put it? It's linktr.ee forward slash wholehearted fiat coaching. Um, and we can put that um, in the show notes. And um, yeah, but ultimately like, so that that's some some like journaling practical action that you can take but I think the best action you can take is to find doesn't have to be me but find a Catholic coach that you resonate with there are many others who've been trained with Mennonite Catholic as well um book a discovery call with them most of them do a discovery call like a free initial call they all really want to help people if you're wondering if it's for you you can explore it that way um maybe you do a few different ones um but you'll just you'll get more clarity on the next step 
Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, uh, it, it's no harm to really try out a, a discovery session, see if it works for you and to try out. I mean, th th there is no loss. I mean, it's something to always be gained there. Um, and the Second Vatican Council called the laity very, very well uh, to take action and to go out into the world. And I think it's very important to see lay people engaging and assisting on a human level that um, um, uh, us taking action with our spiritual life or other matters in the world. But it's absolutely amazing. Um, and what's your final word? Uh, what's your final message to our listeners? Um, just, I want you to know two things that nothing is impossible for God, which I know you're like, yeah, I know that I've heard that, but that, but that's, this is the difference between just knowing something and really believing it when we, a belief is just a habitual thought, like a thought you have a lot. And so things that you believe, but then feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't really, doesn't feel that true or like God loves me or I'm beautiful. Like we all have things like this. Um, it just means you need to practice thinking it more. <laughs> you need to grow your belief in that. So nothing is impossible for God. And this is just the beginning. Wherever you are, like this conversation and whatever whatever the next step is that you take, like it's just the beginning. There's just so much, like God has so much for you and there's just so much, like he's, he calls us to abundant life. And um, yeah, it's just the beginning. Monica Lice, thank you very much for being with me on the show. It's been absolute pleasure having you here today and uh, we'll definitely link um, how people can get in contact with you and information about your life coaching your catholic life coaching um, in the podcast and everywhere else on the website thank you for being with me thank you so much George. it's been a pleasure so thank you for tuning into the catholic toolbox don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and go to the catholic toolbox show.com that is the catholic toolbox show.com until next week i'm your host and founder george manassa God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Charity.